0: Sandra and welcome to show 28 of Toon Talks Podcast. Today's guest is Glenn Keane. Now I feel like Glenn's name comes up in pretty much every podcast, and that's due to the fact that he's so inspirational to every one of us. Whether it's something he said to us personally or a snippet that we've read, something that he said in a video, inspiration just beams out of him. There's nothing that he has animated that hasn't resonated with us, and there's nothing that he has said that wasn't heartfelt and encouraging. I personally wanted to talk to Glenn since I started this podcast, and there's been a few times over the years where it almost happened. But this year I was so happy that finally we were both at Annitsi at the same time. Glenn was there promoting his now Oscar nominated Dear Basketball, and we were able to grab a few minutes, brief few minutes, to sit down and chat. Now, given the location of this interview and the fact that there were reporters both before and after me, there is a little bit of hustle and bustle going on but hopefully that makes you feel like you're right there with us as we sit down in a quiet little cafe on the edge of Old Town Annecy and talk about animation. Okay,
1: this is Sandra, she's with Talks. Hi Sam nice to meet you, have a seat.
2: She's based in Vancouver, but she's here. Thank Irish. you. Where in Ireland. Dublin? Dublin, oh, yeah, my son went to uh, Farma. Oh yeah, you've been to Ballyfarama
3: quite a few times, yeah?
2: Well,
1: Couple times. A
3: couple of times? Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to start really, really quickly because I know we've only got 15 minutes. But I've wanted to interview for many, many years. I think you've heard from me a few times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking out the time. My and pleasure. I wanted to start with congratulating you on a long and very strong career. It's been really, really inspiring to see you just push the boundaries of animation and go from strength to strength. Thank you. And so my first question to you was, what is your advice for longevity in the industry?
2: Um, Well, actually, I've read one time that the uh, career with the longest longevity, I mean, true lifespan, is uh, to be an animator. Uh, You know, and I'm like, okay, well, that's a good career to choose for that reason. (laughs) But the fact is that I've seen so many animators lose their shelf life. Mm -hmm. They continue Mm -hmm. to be animators, but at some point they stopped being what the name animator means, bringing real creativity to life. Mm -hmm. And thinking like a child is the key to that longevity. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You've got it as a kid. Uh, There's the professor who taught drawing in the university, Uh, little six-year-old said, Daddy, where do you go all day? He said, well, sweetheart, I, go, I teach people to draw. Oh, you mean they forget? <laughs> like, it's at that point of the forgetting.
1: Even animators get to the point where they forget. And you can't,
2: you can't let yourself do that. You've got to hang on to that childlike love of playing make-believe. To really live in the skin of whatever it is you're animating and love that character. That, yeah. Whether they're a villain or it's a mermaid, I mean, that I, I love the characters I draw.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
3: Can you tell us a little bit about your process and how you work from the start to final and maybe what questions you ask yourself when you're working through a shot?
2: Well, the, um, everything that I animate is usually stepping into some new world,
1: mm-hmm.
2: some new understanding of the way a character thinks who they are, what's their environment, uh, or if it's a an eagle uh, mm-hmm. flying. I never drew a bird before, Marahute, and flying up to Idaho to study golden eagles and learning, reading books on that, on flight, uh, with Tarzan going to Africa, to Uganda mm-hmm. to study the mountain gorillas, to know what it was like to be Tarzan living with gorillas. Yeah. To really immerse myself in, in that world so it's real to me. Mm-hmm. To write like pages about Ariel as a 16-year-old. What's she thinking? What's she like? You know, And as you're into her head, you, you are now a 16-year-old mermaid. Yeah. I'm 33-year-old man at that point, but I'm animating her and how she feels. I'm, that's my process at the beginning. And once I start to get in there, I, there's a certain point like... I have to stop reading, I can't, I just got to to start drawing. Sometimes I start drawing and very quickly I discover um, my knowledge and the depth of my drawings is that deep. Mm -hmm. It's like an inch (laughs) and you can feel it. You look at the drawings, you go, well, there's something attractive about the drawing, but it doesn't say anything. I don't know anything about that person. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole different set of drawings that start to come out after i Gone into this deep dive, and I continue studying, and I do a lot of of um, frame by frame by frame drawing, uh, like with ballet. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. learning ballet. What does it mean to be a ballerina? Watching studies, uh, documentaries, and working at the Paris Ballet, Mm -hmm. drawing in their sessions, um, to the point that I I feel like I can't not animate. I can't. Uh, Stay away any longer from actually committing and starting to animate. There's a certain point where I have to do it now And that's when you want to actually do it
3: So I was wondering what kind of questions should I be asking myself when I'm studying other animators work? What can I looking to take out of other animators work that I can put into my own?
2: Well, You know there's something wonderful happen when you are appreciating the existence of that animator
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. you are thankful that that person was born there's, and because what's happening is that you are seeing that in the work, it's delightful it's quirky, it's weird it's something like what? I, I can there's something real in that that person's work that um, I, somebody yesterday showed me a drawing on their iPhone and it was a Mark Davis drawing But instantly I saw, oh, that's Mark Davis drawing. Um, In an instant I knew because there was this intelligence to the way the line was drawn. Mm -hmm. I always think of drawing as as a seismograph of your soul. You're putting emotions into the line and you can read it, you can feel it. Um, So if, if you are getting that kind of a response from looking at animation, you are connecting to them putting themselves sincerely into their work through their acting and their style of drawing um, to the choices that they're making, our personal choices.
3: Mm. There's a second part of that question, but I do want to come back to that in a moment and just ask you, you talked a lot about drawing from the heart, and you know, as you said, the seismograph of, of your soul with the pencil. Um, I feel like there's, I can understand that from a 2D point of view, but as a CG animator, I feel like there's a bit more of a gap. How do you feel we can kind of close that gap? Between two D and
2: CG, um, I think it's by CG animators um, recognizing that there really is no difference between hand drawn and CG. That what they they've stepped into a world though where there is a villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
1: computer. <gonna be> like...
2: <laughs> it's a villain in there. It, he's either a villain or a friend. But if you don't understand that. It can be a villain. Uh, the computer is a used car salesman, and he's constantly trying to sell you something easier, mm-hmm. which is not what you want. You came in wanting a very specific Aston Martin, and it's saying, "Oh, look at over here! There's this shiny Lamborghini." It's like, no, but I wanted that Aston Martin, yeah, but look at this Lamborghini. It's really beautiful. It's like, yeah, but style-wise, it's just that mm-hmm. And pretty soon, before you know it, you've switched over here and you are buying something where it may to be just a Volkswagen. It's a very simple little car that is much easier to get to. It's not going to cost as much. And you, you, you're willing to buy it because you can get there easy. Yeah. So the computer is always trying to pull you down these uh, rabbit trails, mm-hmm. these side. Ollie would tell me, don't animate what the character is doing. Animate what the character is thinking. And the computer often is tempting you to have fun with some flourishes of animation. Mm -hmm. And um, Another thing, Ollie was was constantly saying, just say one thing, and one thing only. And the idea that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication you are working in an incredibly sophisticated tool and you can easily get lost but you have to remember that uh, the simpler you can do it, if you can tell it with one golden pose as Ollie would talk about that's what you have to get to and it needs to be personal, it needs to be something that you've experienced.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
3: so what about ourselves as animators when, what kind of things should be on our checklists before we hand up for review, perhaps for a showing? What should we be making sure we've checked in our scenes?
2: <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I would say that once you've animated it, it's maybe it's a little late to do the checking. <laughs> <laughs> so there's checks along the way and it would start at the very beginning. Do you really know the purpose of this shot why is this shot in the film there's a reason for it being there and if your scene does not accomplish that reason no matter how good it is you have failed you may have done the most beautiful piece of animation ever but it's worthless in that movie <clears throat> so you have to know what's, what's the goal and once you know that goal first job second check once you know that goal when have I experienced something like this in my own life and if you can start to draw on that that's that's solid goal now you have a source to relate to if you don't know that that's important because then you have the the next little check which is I haven't experienced it third is where do I find it and you go, and this is wonderful when you haven't experienced it, now you start studying and you learn from somebody something new that you never knew and you start animating from that standpoint. That's like the third check. Fourth check is have, have I, um, now you start to thumbnail and you plan out and explore uh, Different ways of communicating that.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, That would be the fifth. The sixth is select what is the most powerful of all the different ways that you've explored. And I always have like a page and I start putting my little red squares around those sketches. Mm -hmm. That would be, I don't know, what am I on? Six or seven? Yeah, Uh, six, I think. Six. Number seven would be, now that I've committed to that, uh, how do I this is the most difficult. How do I take the raw emotions of those thumbnails? There's something about that thumbnail. It's got the DNA, the essence of that, that, um, that seismograph of your soul is in that. And now you've got to translate that into your animation. So I mean, for me, I, I would physically take those little thumbnails and blow them up so they're full size so I could actually flip them. If it was on CG, I would somehow have them on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then number eight is to work as hard as you can to respect those movements of lines and move your figure into that so it's reflecting the lines of action, the gestures, the emotion, the tilt, mm-hmm. tilt, rhythm, and twist. Yep. <laughs> All of those three things have got to happen, and you you will have done it naturally in those little sketches. Mm-hmm. But... It's amazing how that all disappears. And then nine is to, once you block that out, now just animate straight ahead, mm-hmm. knowing with confidence you've got signposts and you can move through and animate it. And it's, it's, it's really there. I mean, yeah. then there's 10, 11, 12, 13, it can also be about refinement. But if you can get to that 10th step, you've, you're really doing something pretty wonderful.
3: Any anywhere I've talked to, they've always come back to tilt rhythm and twist. <laughs> I was wondering, maybe you can elaborate on that And what makes appeal and a pose?
2: Well, there's this thing that happens in the hum- human brain and its uh, symmetry, mm-hmm. that we naturally seek symmetry. Mm-hmm. But what's weird about symmetry is it's lifeless. Mm-hmm. Why do living beings try to create? Lifeless symmetry. There's, but I think it's because nothing in the world is symmetrical, and we want to create order. And, and we do that when we're drawing in figure drawing classes or anything, even in animating. We naturally just straighten out that shoulder so it's level with the hips and that tilt you know, of the head suddenly becomes a little closer to the angle of the shoulder and you turn the, the chest so that it now lines up with the hips and suddenly you've lost the tilt rhythm and twist. Just
1: one minute.
2: Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's all in nature. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what means something alive. But to recognize that we, you have to fight that tendency that's in our mind.
3: Well, I guess if I have one question, um, what is the greatest piece of advice anybody ever gave you and who is it from?
2: Wow. Um, I guess, you know, for me, it was from the Bible. Uh, As an animator, I have to say, this piece of advice really kept me on track. Mm -hmm. And when I felt like um, I, I was at odds with directors, at odds with the world uh, when I was discouraged, and um, it it kept me moving forward and animating for pure reasons. It said, you know, whatever you do, and I keep this on my desk, um, this just reflects my own spiritual life, but whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. so it's like okay, I'm not working for, I am working for Disney, but really, I have to. I just have to do my very best, even though I know that they'll accept this, but I know I can do better. Okay. I'm gonna and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it that extra hour in and do it. Yeah. You know. Okay.
3: Awesome. Yeah. thank you so much, Glenn. You put me at ease. Thank you. you? you see, I Wonderful so, questions. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Really.